Hello, and welcome to the Writers Showcase podcast. And I am your host, H.M. Gooden, author of the YA fantasy series, Rise of the Light. And I am joined today by Marilyn Crete, the writer of an award-winning memoir, Paradise Road. Marilyn, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I wanted to talk to you today about your book, Paradise Road, which I understand is your debut novel. Debut memoir. Debut memoir and has already won an award. Hmm. Yeah, it won a young adult nonfiction first prize with the National Indie Excellence Awards. And it also came in as a finalist um, for the um, adult nonfiction category. And the cover actually won an award as well. So yeah, it it did well on that. Yeah. Can can we look at the cover? here's Here's the book. Here's the cover. And it is absolutely beautiful. It, um, for people that are just listening, it has a gorgeous double rainbow and a picture. Is that an actual picture of you riding a bicycle? That's an actual picture of me. And it's, it's amazing because this is taken in 1978. And mm. it's, it was the, actually the only photo I had, a color photo I had of myself from all of my, I, I spent a few years bicycle touring. And it was the only photo that I had, and I didn't even know that I had it uh, when I was writing the memoir. Um, after I was finished, um, my husband was going through a bunch of boxes of papers, and we've moved around the world a lot, like we've moved 50 sometimes, and so I never know what we have or don't have. But anyway, he was going through a bunch of papers, and he said, I found this little slide, and it was the photo of me on my bicycle that someone had taken. I don't even know how. I don't even know. I mean, it was just God. I just you know, it just ended up coming into my life again at the right time. And so um, we use that for the cover design. Well, and I mean, a double rainbow just happened. Oh, the double rainbow was that, that's a little bit artistic license oh. there. But I was like, cause that would have been the, really. Yeah, yeah. It captured, definitely captures the feeling of the book, but um, yeah, but the picture of me on the bike was perfect um, for, for the cover, so. Yeah, yeah. well, um, you know, like this memoir is like, it's it's really engaging and easy to read and you manage to touch on some very difficult subjects but you do it in a way that you know it's personal but universal and it could quite easily become a negative book but it somehow escapes that yeah well, there is quite a bit of humor in there too. I try yeah. to, um, you know, I try to not take myself too seriously. And, you know, there's, 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 there's little bits there where I'm kind of poking fun at myself or the people that were, I was interacting with. I think that keeps it from getting too heavy. Um, plus I'm not, you know, the, the, the things that I went through or, I mean, they're in the past, I've worked through mm-hmm. them. They're not, it's not unresolved trauma that I'm unearthing. It's stuff that I've, I've you know, it's, my story, but it's not, um, it's not stuff that weighs me down anymore. So I think that that comes across too. I think if I'd written it when I was younger, it might've had a much heavier tone. Well, and, and I mean, that's where it's always so fascinating if you read memoirs, because depending on that time frame, the tone can be very different. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes I feel like people, uh, I've read, read memoirs where I feel like they were written too soon, mm-hmm. uh, where they almost, you almost feel like you're, you're reading the memoirist, you know, journal as, yeah. as she works through stuff and, and there can, you know, sometimes it, there's a touch of bitterness or resentment or whatever, unresolved issues that can come through. But I think if you wait long enough in your life, um, you can, you can avoid a lot of that. Well, and I, I would guess that you can avoid that if you've passed through it yeah, to the yeah, other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like I mentioned, it's quite personal. So how did you get to this place where you were able to start writing it? What was the, what was the inspiration or the trigger for you? Well, the inspiration was... Uh, it's a book that I always intended to write. I always knew I would, um, but I had a lot of years of my life where I wasn't writing. I wasn't actively practicing writing, and I knew that I needed to um, get my writing up to speed before I was ready to start the book. So I spent a lot, of, a few years, and just I did a lot of practice writing. I did some, I did a lot of blogging, uh, long article blogging, uh, and I started writing poetry. And a few years of, of writing poetry, pretty much every day. And, and then I began writing a memoir, so. Um, and did you publish any of those other works prior? Like when you uh, mentioned blogging? Not, only, on, only on my blog, yeah. Okay. But I think, I think blogging got me really used to putting myself out there um, pretty publicly and being mm-hmm. pretty personal. And, um, and then, you know, I, I, when the response I got was positive, that encouraged me to keep going. So it wasn't like I had never shared anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, you know, writers groups and things like that as well, so. Yeah, and do you so, still have your blog active? I actually, um, I guess it's active. I haven't been feeding it as much as I was. I have two, actually. I have a blog. My original blog is called Purple Splash of Glory. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of stuff on there that I've, I've written some series of articles that, that are still there. And then I started a, a second blog um, on my new website. Okay. Which is linked to um, uh site on, on Facebook, which is called Maryland's Memoir Celebration. And in that blog, I just write more about memoir and about the writing process and things like that. So, yeah. Like your particular writing process or if somebody is interested in writing their own memoir? Uh, no, more just sort of my journey in it and, you know, some observations about memoir and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, memoir is, is a challenging genre to write in. And I know sometimes people feel like they, you know, they maybe don't have much to say, or um, they're worried that the people that they write about will be upset. So how did you kind of, you know, work through those concerns? Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, I think, I think waiting a long time to write it was helpful. Um, the, the, you know, the, the book starts off and, and I talk a lot about the difficult relationship I had with my mother. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you know, we kind of just soldiered through the years together and tried to make the, the best of a not a very great situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say we ever really got close or ever really um, resolved the past between us. Um, and so I was always kind of worried about what she would think of it. But mm-hmm. by the time I started writing the memoir, she had Alzheimer's. So that was no longer oh. um, a real issue. So. Yeah, and other people, I you know, I tried not to throw anyone under the bus in my memoir. Um, I haven't got any negative feedback from anyone so far. So, now, um, 
again, that's a really tough tightrope to walk. Did you, um, you know, did you change the names to protect the innocent or um, let people read it before publishing it? Or what was your process around that? Yeah. Um, I didn't change that many names. Um, I changed a couple of names when I felt like, you know, what I was saying about that person wasn't particularly uh, flattering or positive and I but I had to tell a story so those names were changed um, but a lot of them are the original names and a lot of them I, I, are people that I don't even know like there are a lot of old boyfriends in that book I don't know if they'll ever pick up the book and find themselves but I didn't change their names uh, but I didn't use their last names either so yeah so. but who uses last names with yeah. old boyfriends yeah. right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the, the time period that you wrote about uh, is definitely one that I think there's, uh, it seems like right now it's a particularly nostalgic time for a lot of people. Mm. And I mean, the, the 60s and the 70s and just sort of, you know, that freedom that yeah. really yeah. seemed to be at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to actually revisit those times as I was writing too, and I, I got a bit nostalgic myself. But yeah, those are great years. I'm really thankful to that's my generation, and um, I was a you know wannabe hippie and had a lot of hippie friends, and um, yeah, it was, it was fun to write about those times. And did you um, put old records on? Uh, not really. I didn't actually write to music. I, I did go through a phase of what. Before I started writing a few years before that, I did go through a phase where I started playing a lot of the old, that old music again. And that kind of, I think, you know, jogs some memories, but not during the actual writing. So. Now, um, if I'm remembering correctly, John Lennon was your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was more of a Paul McCartney myself. But... You yeah, yeah no, I was John all the way, John all the way, yeah. yeah. And poor Ringo, nobody ever picks him for their boyfriend, uh, do they? Yeah. I heard people did, but I never met any of them. So I didn't either. And, yeah. and I mean, we were secondhand Beatles fans because right. you right. know, for for me, um, I I kind of learned all that through my parents with right. uh, yeah. the solid gold classics, which yeah. you might remember. Yeah. One of the nice things about being in Canada was, I think it was mostly in the '80s. They had all of the Essos had their solid gold classics. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And for a fill up, you could buy the cassette for like, I don't know, a dollar or something. Is that right? Wow. I don't remember, but we had all of the, like, you know, Del Shannon and okay. yeah. Beatles and just stuff that I probably wouldn't have heard on the radio. Yeah. 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 And so reading the book, I was like, oh, I, you know, it kind mm. of brought back memories for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even if they were a little vicarious. <laughs> now, with this memoir that came out, Paradise Road, it is your debut memoir, but you've been working on some other things. Yeah, I've got actually three more memoirs um, queuing up. Yeah, one of them is actually slated and ready to, um, it's being edited now for publication in January or February of next year. Okay with my same publisher, Lucid House Publishing. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a memoir about a couple of years that we lived in India. Ooh. And then another memoir about some years that we lived in Africa. So oh, wow. those are still and, to come. And so 
your busy years involved a lot of travel. And, and what did you do during that time? Well, I ended up, they, when you get to the end of my, my um, Paradise Road, you find out that I got, I got married and mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I ended up going to the ministry. And so we were missionaries for many, many years. Wow. And moved around a lot and lived lived in India, lived in Nigeria, lived in South Africa, in London, England a couple times, and in about, I don't know, maybe six or eight different places in the States. So yeah, so for a long time I was outside of Canada and mm -hmm. living as a yeah. Wow. And and I mean, it's just from from leaving home so young, traveling by yourself and then getting married and traveling everywhere. Yeah. How did you find the focus to sit down and, and decide that this was your next big project? Because it sounds like you've had so many projects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I guess it was just, you know, it was an itch that I, I really, I knew that I, that I have talent, you know, writing is my <laughs> gift. And that I needed to be using that gift. And um, it just it was just a matter of waiting in my life until there was, until my life kind of opened up and gave me, gave me time to do that. And I had, you know, I had to work through a lot of stuff. I had, a, I had some years of, you know, uh, therapy and self-therapy and mm -hmm. you know, work and, uh, you know, just kind of getting myself in a, in a better place. And um, yeah, after all of that was over, I was ready to start writing. So so what advice would you give if somebody was reading your book and they were, yes, I need to do this. I want to write my memoir. What would you tell someone? I would probably suggest, first of all, that they read a lot of other memoirs first and mm -hmm. get, get a good grasp of what the genre can be like. There's, there's a lot of different ways to approach memoir, a lot of different types of memoir. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really good to expose yourself to a lot of that and um, and figure out what's good and what's what works and what's not so good. And um, I think to do what I did, which was to take a lot of time to practice writing, to uh, work on the craft, to do other things. I did a lot of blogging and mm -hmm. other, other writing before I was ready to start writing my book. So I definitely recommend that. I'd recommend joining a writer's group. Mm -hmm. Um, and being around other writers and um, getting, you know, opening up your, yourself and your work to getting critique and feedback. And um, yeah, I mean, just, it's, it's not something you can just sit down and do. It's, it's like any other, like, just like you couldn't pick up a guitar and just start playing. You've got well, to I mean, you could, it just, well, you could, but you, nobody would want to listen to you. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, I think sometimes people get the idea that, you know, you, you could just sit down and write something and come crank out a book um, when you can't do that with other creative endeavors, right? You've got to learn to play an instrument. You've got to learn um, how to paint before you can paint a masterpiece. I, you know, same, same thing with writing. I think anybody can write today and anybody can self-publish a book, but mm -hmm. you want to write something that's, uh, you know, has value and other people will want to read. I think you've got to put in the time mm -hmm. to, um, to learn the craft. And with your writing group, would you say that, is it a local group? Is it an online group? I know with COVID things have been very different for people. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I, I joined a couple of um, local groups before <laughs> COVID for, and I was part of those groups for a couple of years before we got shut down. 
And I miss them so much. That was one of the biggest things I missed uh, during our, our lockdown time. And um, I have on, definitely connected with lots of writing groups online, but I haven't been doing um, like the critiquing and mm -hmm. the online um, sharing my work that way. I've as much. Yeah. So online just doesn't, it doesn't have that same quality. I yeah. mean, I, I like yeah. talking to people, but yeah. there's just something you can't replicate with those yeah. in-person groups. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree though. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think there's value in them and I think oh, some people, sure. yeah, totally, but yeah. So. I mean, it is nice not to have to get dressed and leave the house, but. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, can't wait. I can't wait till our writing groups are ready to eat, you know, ready to meet in person again. We're waiting for the library to give us the green light. Okay. So yeah, so you're probably, in, you're in, probably in September. Yeah, probably in September, they're gonna start opening up the meeting rooms and things again, but. Yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. I think we're all really looking forward to, uh, I mean, there's lots of things that I'm okay not having in my life, but I really do miss those in-person gatherings. Yeah, yeah. Especially for those idea exchanges. Yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So with Paradise Road out, another memoir coming, and you said two more memoirs on the way, what are you most excited about in the next year? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess I just, with Paradise Road, I feel like it still hasn't reached its full audience yet. So I'm excited to see do that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I have a strong faith in God and I pray about that. I pray that it kind of gets, gets as high as it, as it's meant to go and reaches mm -hmm. as many people as possible. So, yeah, so I'm excited about, about, it's only been out now for a few months, so I'm you know, looking forward to it gaining more wider readership. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited and kind of nervous about my second memoir is actually a lot more, I feel like it's a lot more um, self-revealing than my first one even. And um, what, yeah, um, so. what time frame does that take? It actually time? picks up 20 years after uh, Paradise Road, and it, it's it's actually a, it's a memoir about complicated and delayed grieving, mm -hmm. and about how grief can go underground in our lives for um, for a long time. In my case, for two, 20 years, mm -hmm. and it can resurface again, and it can feel just as raw and intense as as when the grief when the first grief or loss happened. So it's a book about that and about working through yeah working through grief and working through trauma and. Um, yeah, as an adult too. So as an adult, and has yeah, I mean, it's it's it was challenging for you know grief about my first mm -hmm. big love and his 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 death, and for that to come up when I was married and had two kids, and um, you know I was I was in the ministry, and yeah, so and it just probably kind of blindsided you a little bit. It totally. It was like a tsunami. It was. It's yeah. It was very intense. Yeah, I mean, grief is one of those things we all experience so differently. And yeah, I think when you're not expecting it, that is, we all expect to grieve after the fact, right? in the initial aftermath, but it's those delayed reactions yeah. that, that really catch us unprepared and... Yeah, they don't kind of fit that nice little box that we're kind of taught about. Totally. Yeah. And now I, that when I was going through this, which again, is just quite, quite a few years back now, but at the time, 
when I when it first erupted in my life, um, I was really searching to find other people that had gone through anything like what I was going through, and I couldn't find anyone that but uh-huh. that could relate and could say, yeah, you know, I somebody I love died, and twenty years later, it just totally you know up, uprooted my life. Um, so that second book too was it, it, just as much as the first was a book that I felt like I have to write this because I needed this book when I was going through it, and I want this book out there for other people that. Um, no, maybe they're not a lot of us, but I know there must be other people. But oh, there's I think there's so many people, but we're so accustomed to either misattributing what's happening or burying it again. Yeah, yeah. yes. And so I, I think that sounds very valuable. I know um, I do see a lot of complicated grief yeah. in the work that I do. And I would say that this is not at all uncommon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even just thinking about my grandparents, they've been gone for 15 years, but it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that book to to hit. I mean, I'm nervous about what it, you know, because I guess, like I said, I really reveal every, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly in my journey in that. And it and it goes into not only was I going through that, but I was going through the trauma of leaving a, a really uh, a faith organization that I was part of for 20 years as well. And um, so, like another grieving process. Another grief, yeah, huge grieving process, and also at the same time hitting um, hitting those. Uh, perimenopausal years that super fun are just <laughs> they turn you inside out as well right so all these things kind of hit me at the same time or one after another like I just kept hitting you know wave after wave after wave and so um yeah so I, I think it'll it'll hopefully reach a lot of people that need that need to just know that they're not alone and hopefully learn something from what I learned well, I, I mean, that sounds fantastic. And I definitely am looking forward to reading that. You said that's due. It's coming out. Yeah, in January or February. My, my publisher now just fixed sending on the date. But yeah, and then the title of that is called The Box Must Be Empty. Oh, that's the title of that one. Yeah. The Box Must Be Empty. Mm. Yeah. And what does that relate to? Is that... Uh, oh, I don't want to give it all away, but it has to it has to you know, it has to do with um, the idea that you mentioned earlier about burying grief. It has to do with what I learned is that you can't take an unprocessed living grief and bury it and expect it to stay buried. The box has to be empty. You have to you have to bring it up and you have to deal with what's inside, and then you can put it to rest and learn to live alongside your grief. But if you haven't dealt with it, it's mm-hmm. going to going to shake the bars at night and oh, yeah absolutely wake you up so yeah so that sounds absolutely incredible um and i know with the humor that you have in your first book i imagine that as personal as the second one is there's probably going to be some of those kind of moments as well i i hope there are i think there are yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um in terms of personal you mentioned you have children yeah I have um, two, two adopted kids. So. And have they read your books? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, they keep promising to, um, it's funny, I don't know. I think I, I keep saying if my mother had written a book, I would be all over that book. I'd be so curious to know 
what she thought, what she did, you know, I, yeah. um, my kids are like, yeah, we're interested, but we'd rather you tell us yourself. <laughs> so first of all, my son's not a reader. So that's his excuse. His wife has read it. She loves it. And she's given oh, it to perfect. tons of people. And my brothers have read it and they love it. And you know, so yeah, lots of people have read it. Um, and my other child, uh, they'll get around to it, but yeah. So, well, and you know, sometimes as much as we would love to read something if we know it's about a very personal thing sometimes we kind of don't want to know stuff about our parents yeah yeah, yeah maybe so i don't know I, I hope, hope so. one day so. my children tell me they love mine but mine are why paranormal with like vampires and witches and they're right. nine and ten so <laughs> a little easier yeah for sure yeah well, Marilyn, where would, for somebody that's looking to find you, where would be a good place for them to start? Um, if you just Google my name, Marilyn Crete, the first thing will come up will be my, uh, my website. So it's mm -hmm. MarilynCrete.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then Google, Google takes you all over the place. Google will take you to my other, my other blog as well. And okay. Uh, yeah. And, and what uh, was the name of your blog? The blog is called Purple Splash of Glory. Purple Splash, Splash of Glory. Yeah. But again, the easiest thing is just Google my name and those things come up. They should come up right away. So. And that is K-R-I-E-T-E. -E. -E. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I will definitely add all the links to Thanks the show notes. Yeah. Thank uh, you. So the spelling will be there. Is there anything else that you would really like a reader to know about what you have already released or what you're going to release? Oh, well, I just, I, I don't know. I love, I love to encourage people to read Paradise Road because I've, I've just gotten such great feedback from, from pretty much everybody that I've shared it with and um, gotten great reviews and mm -hmm. um, people just seem to enjoy it. Like, you know, it may or may not, you know, spark things in your own memory bank or whatever, but I think it just, it's, I think it's a fun ride. And um, I would agree with that. Yeah. A lot of people have said like, you know, they, they, even people that said they're kind of slow readers are like, you know, but I got your book and I read it in two days because oh. I just wanted to keep, you know, what happens next, what happens next. So I, I think it's a page turner. Uh, it's not hard to get through. Well, and I think people can either see themselves in your story or they feel like they're maybe reading a friend's journey yeah yeah and maybe so i think it, it's be, it is very personal and it's very engaging and i am definitely looking forward to reading your next book as well that's thank you appreciate it well thank you so much for joining me tonight marilyn and um, being part of the Writers Showcase podcast, which is an Authors on the Air production. And I look forward to reading much more from you in the future. Thank you so much, Heather. Take care. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful night. You too. Take care. Bye.